Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. All right, we're back. Another episode of your favorite podcast, Fitless. It's such an exciting day today because the best person to ever live is my guest. Wow. And um, it's lucky for me because I've known her since the second I was born and even a little before. It's my mom. Hey. Karen Bernie Giarusso. Hello. Thanks for having me, (laughs) Bianca. (laughs) Thanks for doing it. And what a great introduction. Well, you are the best person I've ever met. Well, I think you're the best person (laughs) I ever met as well. (laughs) So excited that you're doing this. Um, Okay, so for dedicated listeners to the podcast, you know that um, you've heard me talk about my mom and how she's a runner. So today, we just got back from doing a race in Brooklyn and it was called the Jingle Bell Jog. And it was really hard for me. It was four miles. Um, and it was, you know, like festive. Like people would dress up as like Santa or whatever, or an elf, maybe a reindeer. It was cute. And then everybody straps Jingle Bells to themselves. Right. It's a little... Festive and um, can get you in the Christmas spirit, I guess. But before um, we talk about the Jingle Bell Jog, Mom, (laughs) tell everyone listening, what's your exercise journey? Um, Well, I've been trying to prepare for this because as most of you millions of people out there (laughs) have been listening to the podcast and know the... um, the flow of it. Um, I've been trying to think back of when my exercise journey started, which uh, when I was a kid, I there was no formal exercise. We didn't have teams or sports in in my area anyway. It was um, more just playing outside, playing tag, riding my bike, roller skating, playing kickball in the middle of the road. Um, <laughs> you know, hide and seek, those kinds of things, just running around the yard and um, playing outside. Um, so in high school, I didn't do sports either. I was tall, so everyone used to always say, why don't you play basketball? And I had no interest or desire to play basketball. I didn't really know anything about it. But um, I ended up being a cheerleader, which... Is another story in itself, but <laughs> that's what I did. And um, yeah, so I guess that was an activity. Maybe it was a little exercise. It was a little sport because we were a team and we used to have cheering tournaments and, you know, we did pretty well. But um, you did? Yeah. Um, we came in first place a couple times. For and, the city or for? I don't remember. Maybe the area. <laughs> um Central Mass or something, I, I can't remember. But, it, you know, it was a pretty big deal. And we worked hard and, you know, practiced and stuff. So, um, but I wasn't a typical cheerleader. I wasn't very perky or, um, you know, it was, you know, there were the kids who were the jocks and the school spirit kids. And then there were the kids who were the, 
you know, the, uh, you know, the kids who smoked pot or did <laughs> drugs, drinking. And so I was somewhere in the middle of that and just trying to figure out where I belonged. But um, so that was that. And then, you know, I didn't really do sports until I think I was 26, 27. And um, I had quit smoking cigarettes and I gained a couple pounds. And um, so I started going to this place called Gloria Stevens. It was... <laughs> It was a woman's fitness place, mm-hmm. and I remember my mother went back in the day. So it was just exercise classes, and so I, you know, I did it a little bit here and there, and like aerobics. Yeah, like aerobics, and yeah, it was back in the eighties, I guess. And um, yeah, so you know, body suits and leg warmers and those kinds of things. And um, so yeah, so I did a little exercise then, and. You know, I felt good when I did it, and um, but I really, that was about it. And then I just started running when, after you were born, when you were about nine months old, I started running. I uh, just one day, I don't remember, I went out and just tried to run, ran about half a mile. That's all I could do. And um, I just kept at it. It made me feel good. I still had a couple pounds to lose after you know, having a baby. So I just kept at it and it was easy. I could just leave the house and your dad's dad was home so he could um, care for you. And that's how I got started. And then what happened? And <laughs> oh, I guess I just kept at it. Um, I, um, you know, you know the story, I guess. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> So the story is, um, ended up. You got divorced. divorced. <laughs> we got divorced. Also, I was alcohol and drug free, and um, for probably six years. And um, so the running was a way for me to kind of make myself feel better. It was an escape. Um, it was something I could do for myself. It just made me feel good. It was kind of an accomplishment to get through a mile. Then when I got to two miles or five miles and, you know, it just, uh, I guess the endorphins and just the whole feeling of well-being that I felt after I ran kept me at it. Um, so then I did my first race do you I remember think, what that was? Yes, it was, um, you were about, you just turned three. and No, you weren't even three yet. You were two. You were going to turn three in a month or two. And I did a race with Auntie Lynn and Beverly. And it was the Charlie's Road Race. And I did the 5K. And um, yeah, it was so hard. I hated it. <laughs> Just like you maybe hated it today. Yeah. I'm not sure if you really hated it, but. While I was was, doing it, I did. (laughs) Yeah. It was so hard and I was working really hard and um, yeah, I, it's not easy, but I felt good after and um, I just kept at it. And that particular race has a 10 mile race that was pretty famous in the area and I thought to myself, someday I'm going to do that. And then, you know, work towards that. And then just, that's about it. So. Mm, 
I think there's a little more to the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, then I started running with friends. So it became social. I was able to have a babysitter to babysit for you. And I could get out. And it was more of a social thing. I know when Jaina was on the podcast and she talked about how yoga was her time and, you know, social. And, um, you know, and I think that's what running became for me. Uh, social. So I developed some really great French friendships and we um, trained and we, um, Shelly was one of my training partners in the beginning. She would, she didn't have children at the time. So she would meet me whenever I could run and she was very flexible. So we'd go very early in the morning and we'd um, run together and then I'd get back and Jack would leave. So it was pretty early. It'd be like five in the morning. Wow. We'd be out there. And um, anyway, we did our first road race, the, the 10 mile race I was telling you about. And I remember the first time I ran 10 miles, it was such an amazing accomplishment. And um, yeah, so then and that continued and Shelly and I ran our first marathon together. We ran the Cape Cod Marathon. What year was that? I think it was in 1994. I think you, you were like in kindergarten or you were six. So anyway, Jack was a runner. and That's my stepdad. Right. And that, I met Jack through running. After that first 5K, he was at a party. My friend Eunice had a party. And so he was there and that's how we met. And, um, and he was a runner. He had just finished doing the Boston Marathon. And I had seen him do a the Newport Marathon, and that kind of inspired me to to continue training, running longer, and realizing that I could do it. I saw women who were running that I was like, I could do that if they're doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, um, a little less than ten years since you, from when you started, was when you did your first marathon, like six years after yeah. you started. Yeah, because I think when I first started running, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't so, so consistent, and I might not have ruined her, and, and then at some point, I guess I became more consistent, and uh, just kind of progressed. But it was gradual like that. There was never a moment where you were like, okay, this is my thing. This is what I do. No, it was just more of like, this is what makes me feel good and I have to get out and run. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it took you a while to even get there. Oh, it took me a long time. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when I first ran, I couldn't run a half a mile. So take, it took a while. So that was that first marathon and that was in 1996, you said? Oh, I think it was 94. 94? Yeah. And then now it's 2016. Mm-hmm. Have did you figure out how many marathons you've run? Oh, I was trying to prepare for the podcast, <laughs> and I think I got to 19 or 20. 20 marathons. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're working with here. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been kind of interesting for me, like growing up, mm-hmm. because running was just like such a normal thing that like. Your mom, like your mom does, of course. Like it, it was always a part of our, my life. And it just made sense to me that you did it. Uh-huh. So it's cool to hear how you got there because I think 
I've always seen you as somebody who just like can do it and who never really had to try. Right. That's the thing. And that's so false. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, you can't tell anybody that. I think until they start doing it themselves, you can't tell. I mean, how many times I probably did tell you that, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't just happen, you know? Yeah. But it's hard to see. Right. Because you make it look so easy. There you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, running. So, and you've done um, some biking and swimming in more recent years, a couple triathlons, too. Right, right. I had a running injury, so it was in the wintertime, and I figured, well, I tried, I learned how to swim, which was very difficult. And swimming is still very difficult for me, but it that certainly doesn't come easy at all. And it's still difficult. I don't think I've swam for about a year and a half now. Uh, the thought of getting in a pool is <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> but you know something, swimming, just like running, I guess, after you're done, oh my God, you feel so good, so relaxed in a different kind of way than running. It's this instant feeling of well-being and your body is not beat up and you just feel like your limbs are elongated, your arms, and it's so it's really wonderful. So I, I don't know why I resist going back in the pool because it really is something. It's yeah. great. And I love to ride my bike. So yeah. I love riding my bike. It's like freeing and it's just, maybe it makes me feel like a kid again. I don't know, but it's a really fun thing to do. Yeah. So running, swimming, biking, and then that kind of brings us to racing, which is kind of a different mindset than just running. There are people who jog all the time or who go, you know, will go out for three miles Uh every other day for years and years and years, but who don't feel the need to compete in a race like that. So why do you think that you um, started entering races and what's like the difference for you? Is it you train up to it? It's like a more clear cut goal or? Well, um, I guess, you know, for me, racing, there's so many different races, a 5k race, which is a whole different mindset than a marathon A 5k. You have to try to run really fast and I mean, it's a shorter distance, so you really push yourself. And so to run fast, you have to train. And, you know, I guess what inspired me to do races I is uh, joining the running club, the Central Mass Striders. So that's another another story. You know, when I first started running and maybe I went, if I was an early member of Central Mass Striders, I didn't know a lot of people. And But, you know, I've heard you talk about being intimidated by people. And, you know, there were all these fast runners and groups of people who hung around and they were social. And I was so intimidated by them and felt so fake, like I wasn't really a runner because I couldn't run as fast as them. And you know, I just was felt so inadequate and intimidated by them. And, you know, 
but I don't know what kept pushing me to try to get to know these people or to try to run a race and improve my time or work hard to get to a certain uh, time. You know, and, and, and all of that just comes down to me and my insecurities because those people were the nicest people and welcoming and never in a million years would try to make any beginner runner feel intimidated. So all those insecurities we feel are, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And we all feel it. Yeah, we do. I mean, I think most people do. Even just by listening to your podcast, you can hear it in, in some of your guests, you know? Totally. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's funny because, you know, I get intimidated, even not really intimidated by you and your running, but like, you know, feeling inadequate, of course, because I'm not at your level and, you know, I haven't run 20 marathons, but just the fact that you still sometimes even in conversations with me, could compare yourself to people who you run with now. And that seems like, oh my God, where does it end? You know, I like, no, I don't know if it does. <laughs> when do we just feel proud of ourselves? I know. I <laughs> what know. What do we have to do? I don't know. It's a lot of inner work, that's for sure. Right. 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 So we ran a race today, the Jingle Bell Jog in Brooklyn in Prospect Park. And we did it last year, actually, the same race, which was my first race, really. Mm-hmm. And it's four miles. And I'm not the most consistent trainer at all. So I, but I did do more this year you to prepare did. Yeah. than I did last year, you especially did. with having the podcast now and just being more thinking more about exercise in general all the time because I have to schedule <laughs> something at least once a week. Right. Um, so last year I remember I did it because the or I was able to keep going because just like the energy of the moment. Like mm-hmm. if not if you're not gonna keep going now then when well you know it just seems appropriate to keep going right um but he did stop once last year and walk for a, a couple seconds in the not beginning very long not yeah very long. you didn't you only walked once or twice during that race it was nothing but this year i didn't walk at all no and so i ran four miles for the first time ever today without stopping right and you worked really hard you I pushed did. yourself and i pushed myself and I think you did a PR by at least two minutes. <laughs> well. Or a minute. any A minute to two minutes, I think. There we go. So you, you did awesome. She killed it. Thanks, Mom. She ran really <laughs> hard the last mile. She, she really <laughs> put the put metal to the, the pedal to the metal. <laughs> you, know, you know how yeah. it goes. Yeah. The pedal to the metal. Yeah. Um, but. We were talking about this a little bit, and I think it's kind of the biggest realization about running, in running specifically, maybe exercise in general, but I think specific to running, it's just mental. I think it's 99% mental. It is a, I agree. It's so mental. Because once you kind of can show yourself that you can keep going, even if it's very slow, as long as you're breathing okay and you're 
you know, aligned correctly and you have the right shoes, you can kind of keep going once you get to that point. Right. But then to keep going and to push yourself to maybe go a little bit faster, it's like the biggest mental challenge. It is. It's so hard. It is. And I mean, you can do it on your own. I I think you build the endurance, you know, when you get out and you get the endurance to run for a half hour. If you want to build up to 45 minutes or an hour, you know, you run an hour a few times a week, you know, and that's amazing to be out there that long moving. But then, you know, you might want to start going a little faster. And for me, what helped me with that was, as I said, joining the running club in you know, they have organized track workouts. They have coaches who, you know, will guide a track workout and they give you a program. And, you know, when you f- and, and you're with a group of people and, and you do that once a week and it just, you make friends, it's camaraderie. And then you, um, you see the benefits of these workouts. And I remember when I first started doing those, it was so hard and I hated it. And I had such fear every Wednesday night going into that, group, but you know, the results were so awesome because I ended up doing so well. And I, I, you know, and I did a marathon after doing track workouts and I killed it and I did amazing. And, um, and to see the benefit of it was, was really great. And to have the, um, support of other people is really fun and makes it, makes you keep doing it. So for me, I needed other people to help move me along. Right. So, I mean, I know you've talked to me my whole life, like when I'm discouraged about it doesn't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and <laughs> it takes, it takes a long time to build up and you don't have to be frustrated or embarrassed. No. Like as long as you get out there, you're doing something. The hardest part is just getting out getting the door. Getting out the door. It is. It's so hard. But I think what I realized preparing for this race is that there's such like a false binary that people have like in their heads where it's like you either push yourself or you don't push yourself. But even that, I think for me anyway, you have to build up to pushing yourself. Right, because you don't think you can get to that point, you know, you've just never been there. So how do you know how to push yourself? How do you even know how to get there? Right. It's very difficult. So it just takes a lot of time. It does. I mean, it's taken me years. I still am doing things that I never thought I could ever do. So I used to hate running up hills. I hated hills. I mean, they were so hard. And now I run up so many hills. And, and you just and did I've, a marathon. That was the hilliest marathon I've ever done in my life. And it was so hard. But it was, I did it, which I never thought I could have done that. I never thought I could have sw- swam in a triathlon. And I did that. So, you know. It just takes a long time. It does. And it's okay to get discouraged, but you don't have to let that stop you from just keep keep going. And even if you decide, because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go out for a run. And then I get out there and I run for like five minutes and then I just walk for the rest of the time. Yeah. It's still better than if it's I... It's better than if you were just sitting on the couch. Exactly. Yeah. Or you could say, 
I'm going to go out and try to run for five minutes. And then, you know, five minutes might become 20 minutes. So, you know. And there are some days where all the conditions are right and you went to the bathroom even and you feel amazing. Right. And you ate all the right things. (laughs) And you still feel like heavy and sluggish. Right. And there are some days where you didn't sleep well or whatever and you fly around. I don't know. I know. You never know. I know. In the weather and with weather, what the weather's like. Yeah, Yeah, the weather is a big one. (laughs) It was cold today when we were kind of setting up for the race, but it was once we got going, I was sweating. Yeah, you get you warm up quick with running. Yeah, it's just, it's funny to me that it's such a solitary thing. It's mm-hmm. so just you against your brain. Right. But then the culture around it is all about like partying and right. put your jingle bells on and wear yeah. a costume. And- right. But then there's other races where it is solitary and there's not a lot of hoopla, you know, there's not a lot of people and it's, you know, it can be very zen-like for yourself and... You know, there's marathons like that compared to like the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon, which are crazy. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. So what would you, what would be your pitch? Like if somebody comes up to you and they're like, I don't know about running, running stupid. I don't run. I and know. you had to convince them or you wanted to try and convince them. To make a life change, what would you say? Well, I guess I would just have to tell them my experience with running and how it was very difficult for me and how I feel like it's been such a benefit to me in my life and added so much to my life. And if I could convey that to somebody, if they could see, you know, where I started from and where I am today, um... You know, I would really try to convey that message to, you know, I tell people I couldn't run when I first started to run. You know, I couldn't run a half a mile, so I, but I just got out there and maybe because it was the only thing I could do because I was so limited with having a baby and no resources or, you know, n- nothing else I could think that I wanted to do and it was just easy to walk out the door and do it. But, um, you know, but you can bring... You're running shoes anywhere you go in this world and run and see different areas. You know, I was thinking about when I went to Paris last year and I went for a run and I saw all these amazing parts of Paris that maybe I wouldn't have seen if I was out walking or, um, you know, when I was just out on my own exploring and, you know, there's nothing like that. It's so fun. And... You know, I would just try to convey those messages. I would try to convey the message that the feeling of well-being you get after is amazing. The feeling that the confidence it brings. One of the things I say to myself all the time if I'm in a situation where I think it's difficult, I'll just say to myself, whether it's a work situation or social or whatever, I'll just say, I can do this. And I think running, that's what running has helped me. Um, that attitude gives has given me that attitude. So, you know, I just try to convey that to people. And it keeps you 
fit. It keeps your cardiovascular system healthy. It helps with depression, I think. Um, and and then you get to enjoy an extra candy bar if you want without <laughs> thinking you're going to, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the emotional piece of running. Like, because exercise has proven to help people with depression. Right. And has that been true for you? Well, I think it has. I never been diagnosed with depression, but I guess I I could picture myself being uh having issues with depression. And um yeah, running has helped you know, make me feel really in check, you know? I I don't think I need medication. Maybe other people would think I do, but I don't necessarily. Do you feel like it's directly helped you get through hard times? Like, have you relied on it? Yes, I have definitely relied on it. I don't know what it is, but it, I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's a selling point, though. You think it is? Yeah. Yeah. Gets you through hard times. Yeah. One foot in front of the other. That's it's right. It's also just such a perfect metaphor it is. for life. Isn't it? One, One foot, foot in, in front, front of the, the other. other. You just have to keep moving forward, right? That's it. I mean, you can't be going backwards. You can't. <laughs> you have to. Even if you're running backwards, you're still moving li- forward. That's right. I mean, life is not easy. No. And we all need something to help us. So something that's besides drugs and alcohol, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A good alternative it to that. It is a good alternative. Because it also like puts your body in an extreme state, like what Jordan, the yes. yoga teacher, was saying last week. I loved that, what he said. It made so much sense to me. Like sometimes you need to maybe put yourself in an uncomfortable situation just so you can remember what it feels like to feel comfortable. Right, right. And I think those track workouts, that definitely puts you in an uncomfortable situation. And doing something like that once a week was uh, was pretty awesome. Well, any other noticing details about the Jingle Bell Jog in particular? No, it was, uh, I mean, it was great. A lot of families were out there. Oh, so many children. so (laughs) many children almost ran us off (laughs) the road. Um, They're so funny. They sprint, 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 and then they they stop. stop. (laughs) But it's great to see people out there moving, and there were so many people. I mean, people who you never think could run a step are out there running and walking. And And a really old man passed me yeah <laughs> no it's pretty funny yeah but you he passed was, a lot of people too i did you at, did towards the end no you yeah even in the middle you were passing people so all the people that went out too fast maybe i was i was careful to not go out too fast you did you really did great with that and i was shout out to jackie for yeah, helping you with thank that. you jackie and then i was so focused um because like I was saying earlier to mom, like I wanted to stop so many times, but like just thinking, like taking check, taking stock and checking in and mm-hmm. saying, well, I can breathe fine. So right. I don't need to stop because of that. 
my legs feel okay, so I don't need to stop because of that. Right. So I guess I don't need to stop at all. There you go. Right. So just even just tricking yourself. It is tricking the yourself. The whole thing is tricking, tricking yourself. yourself into not stopping. <laughs> it is. I don't know how you do that for 26.2. I know. It's but quite a mind. Uh, mind over matter. It's crazy mental games. Yeah, that's what a marathon is. It's mental, mental games throughout the race. It's so, so impressive. Yeah. But the Jingle Bell jaunt was... Uh, jog. Jog. <laughs> I thought it was jaunt. It should be. It should be. It was a jaunt around the park. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a typical kind of race I would ever do. Because Maybe because Central Mass, fewer people. That's in true. In general. Right, right. Um, but it was a great, great experience. It was great to see you work really hard and do well and be proud of yourself. So well, I love I love sh- showing off to you. <laughs> Mom, I'm trying. <laughs> see? <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> I know. But I like to. Good. Well, you did it. I did it. All right. Well, that was the Jingle Bell Jog. This is my mom, Karen. She's amazing. Um, Let's play a game. Does this count as exercise? Oh, boy. Okay. Being a nurse. Being a nurse. My mom's a nurse, too. Oh, man. Being a nurse. Well, I guess... Hard to say. I mean, physically, physically, sometimes the job can be active. You're on your feet all day. You're walking. You know, you're going from patient to patient, depending on what kind of job you have. Um, so, I guess it depends. If you work in ICU, it could be maybe a little exercise. Um, but in general, I would say it's just more active. Yeah. Mentally, yeah, it could be exercise. <laughs> an exercise in patience, an exercise in tolerance, um, you know, an exercise in... Empathy. Empathy, compassion, you know. It's emotional exercise. Yeah, definitely emotional exercise. Yeah. But... um I'm sure you're happy when you're done, just like exercise. Oh, yeah. Yes. And just like maybe any other job. I think it's much. more just like any other job, yeah. Especially when you're dealing with the public. Yeah. I mean, I know, you know, it's a little different when patients are sick and, you know, you have to have empathy and compassion and such. But there are many different types of people in this world, that's for sure. But one thing for sure is I can go home grateful every day that I have my health. So that's a good thing. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Isn't that a good thing? (laughs) Any questions you have for me, Mom? Well, what do you think about running now since you've done a little more of it? Do you think it's something you may try to continue on a weekly basis? I think so, yeah. I mean, it's hard to keep up with when with the schedule thing mm-hmm. and, you know, getting out the door. Right. 
And the social part of it, I still, I'm not sure about yet right. because I have similar thing, I guess, to you where it's, I feel intimidated and I don't know if I want to see people, people to see me like panting and looking <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> red faced and ugly and oh you look so pretty thank you and like i don't know just not a cool vibe to be like <laughs> you know that's yeah, generally not my personality i know but to be that so to, to be that vulnerable in front that's of people what it is. is i think um yeah, that's a piece of it for me. Like, I feel like I can do it with you and your friends uh-huh. because they are so, you guys are so supportive and you love me no matter what. And I'm not, nobody's going to judge me. I know that intellectually, but I yeah. think I'd be a little embarrassed. Yeah. But I think I always feel good after I've run and I make sure to tell every person I see that I did it. There you go. <laughs> and brag about it all the time. Um, but it's definitely easier when it's nicer outside. I know, I know. And but, but I live so close to the park, and it, it, it's it's always it always feels good. It's just that piece of it making it a part of your life, making right. time for it, right? Prioritizing it, mm-hmm. right? You have to make it like you know brushing your teeth in the morning or something. But in the winter, if it's a sunny, beautiful day and you have the right clothes on, and it's, it's even better than doing it on a sunny, warm day because it's just beautiful. The snow glistening. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's you really feel true. really cold times. Well, it just depends on what I'm training for. but And sometimes you fall down, which oh, makes yeah. me very nervous. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be very careful. I'm getting too old to fall down. Yeah. So. Oh, that was another thing I was going to ask. Oh. What would you do if you have to stop? I know. That would be tough, huh? Well, I'd have to do something else. I would swim more and ride my bike more. and. But I think I am going to do the hot yoga. I think your podcast last week was very inspiring for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I... I would hate it if I couldn't run, but, you know, I would really try to do something else. I don't know if anything can take the place of it because there's really something about it. But uh, I think just moving is good. So Totally. Do something else. For your health. That's right. For your mind health. That's right. Overall. <sighs> right. So I can't think. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I... I hope I didn't forget anything important to say, but... I don't think you did. Mm. I think we have a clear idea. Yeah? Yeah. Run. And if you like it, keep running. That's that's, that's it. it. That's it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. You're yep. not going to go out there and do a marathon. Right. And it's not just you. Like, nobody could do that. That's right. You have to train for it. And everybody has to start somewhere, so... Maybe you'll start today, listener. <laughs> We're like motivational speakers. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm feeling like. It's crazy. But also, if you like spin class better, do that. Do that. If right. you like yoga, do that. Do something. Just move. That's move, it. move. That's it. 
All right, mommy. Okay, Bianca. Special thanks to my mom. Um, special thanks to all my mom's friends, Jackie and Deb and Sue. Um, thanks to Bill Wadman, as of always. course, of course. Thank I got to be, meet Bill Wadman today. Very exciting. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>